Morning, everybody. It's Thursday, the second of June, and it's day one of the Queen's Platinum Jubilee weekend. And a big happy birthday to Tony Hadley, Sergio Aguero, Dana Carvey, and Liam Cunningham. Wednesday saw no let-up in the Tory party drama over Partygate. More MPs, including backbencher Simon Fell, who represents Barrow, have expressed a lack of confidence in Boris as Prime Minister. Simon described the Sue Gray report as a slap in the face, but he stopped short of saying whether or not he too had submitted a letter of no confidence. Deputy PM Dominic Raab said any law-breaking by the PM was unintentional and inadvertent. Boris, as is traditional in times of great political crisis, sat down for an in-depth interview with Mumsnet. Yep, a user named Wallstone Craft wanted to know why Boris hadn't simply resigned. I just cannot see how actually it would be responsible right now, given everything that is going on, simply to abandon a, a the project on which I embarked. To, I get that, to, but, to but a lot of our users will the, say the, if you've lost the trust of the people and your, your government has lost the trust, then you can't possibly be an effective prime minister. And user It's Getting Weird wanted to know why having leaving drinks for work colleagues was more important than people being allowed to say their last goodbye to loved ones. What I thought I was doing uh, was simply doing what is right for a a leader in any circumstances, and that's to thank people for, for their service. This was a time when we had to keep morale high, okay. and the whole place was under a huge amount of pressure. We didn't even get to the question from Shea Guevara's hamster. Russian forces now appear to hold 80% of the city of Severodonetsk, according to the Ukrainian governor of the Luhansk region. There was good news for Ukraine, though, as Joe Biden relented on long-distance rockets and agreed to provide the HIMARS system, which can fire accurately at targets up to 50 miles away. The condition attached is that they cannot be used to target areas in Russia. Kremlin spokesman Dmitry Peskov warned that America is deliberately and diligently pouring fuel onto the fire. Meanwhile, Ukrainian President Zelensky welcomed news of the sixth round of EU sanctions and the plan to reduce Russian oil dependence by 90% by the end of the year. Strategically, it puts the Russian government on the sidelines of the modern economy. Having such aggressive policy and course of isolation from the civilized world, Russia simply won't be able to adapt. It means it will lose, and lose economically. And while Turkish President Erdogan continues to negotiate for peace talks between the two sides, including a possible plan to free up the Ukrainian ports, Ukraine's ambassador to the UN, Sergei Kozlitsia, says there are some lines that will never be crossed. I think that we will never accept permanent control of any part of the Ukrainian territory by Russia. It's day one of the four-day Platy-Jubes Bank Holiday Weekend. Hooray and thank you, Your Majesty. However, if you're planning on travelling anywhere other than the back garden or the village fete, you'd better expect a bit of travel chaos. Dozens more flights were cancelled on Wednesday, including flights for some 34,000 TUI customers who were notified by email that their holidays weren't happening. It's caused by staff shortages and a boom in demand post-pandemic, but no one seems too keen to take responsibility. Deputy PM Dominic Raab was pointing fingers at the airlines. There's clearly been a lack of preparation for that surge back of demand of holidaymakers. Oliver Richardson, who's the National Officer for Aviation at Unite, the union, says it's really an issue that needs both the government and the airlines to work together. Both parties uh, have responsibility Both are trying to point fingers at uh, the other side and really it's about time they got together and found a real plan that could get the industry back uh, on its feet.
They've almost spent more time in court than they were happily married. Now, finally, after six weeks, the second Amber Heard-Johnny Depp libel trial has drawn to a close in Virginia. The jury returned a unanimous verdict in favour of Johnny Depp over his claims of libel in Amber's Washington Post article and they awarded significant damages too, but not the $50 million he was originally looking for. As against Amber Heard, we, the jury, award compensatory damages in the amount of $10 million. As against Amber Heard, we, the jury, award punitive damages in the amount of $5 million. There was a minor win for Amber. She picked up $2 million over one of her three claims. This was about remarks made by Johnny Depp's lawyer in the Daily Mail, but her original lawsuit was for $100 million. Johnny's lawyer, Camille Vasquez, was pleased with the verdict. Today's verdict confirms what we have said from the beginning, that the claims against Johnny Depp are defamatory and unsupported by any evidence. We are grateful, so grateful to the jury for their careful deliberation. Still to come on the Smart 7, Ukraine are a step closer to the World Cup and Obi-Wan wants a word. Right after this. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Welcome back. Wednesday saw Scotland face Ukraine in the World Cup playoff semi-final. The game was delayed due to Russia's war in Ukraine and Russia were disqualified from the tournament entirely. Ukraine were 3-1 winners on the night and now must face Wales in Cardiff on Sunday for the chance to head to Qatar this November. Man City's Alexander Zinchenko knows the job is only half done. We have dreamed like a team to be on the World Cup, so we have one more game, one more final, and we need to win it, we need to take it. Otherwise, this game is not going uh, to mean anything. brand new Obi-Wan Kenobi series has been a huge hit for Disney+, Plus, clocking up the best streaming numbers for any new series for its first two episodes. However, star and exec producer Ewan McGregor took to social media on Wednesday to call out racist abuse that Moses Ingram, who plays third sister Ravis Savander, has suffered. His comments came after Moses shared some of the hundreds of DMs and threatening messages she's had. I just want to say, as the leading actor in the series, as the executive producer in the series, that we stand with Moses, we love Moses, and if you're sending her bullying messages, you're no Star Wars fan in my mind. This Sunday sees Series 2 of Stephen Merchant's comedy drama Outlaws drop on BBC One. It stars Merchant along with Christopher Walken and an ensemble cast and tells the story of an unlikely group who end up doing community service together in Bristol. One of the plot points involved Christopher Walken's character accidentally painting over a piece of graffiti by Banksy. And it turns out it actually was a Banksy, as Stephen explained to The One Show. We all thought it was a funny idea that as they're renovating a building and, and it's set in Bristol and Banksy's kind of famous for being associated with Bristol, that what if we, they, the characters painted over a Banksy and no one noticed? And then we just thought we'd do a fake Banksy and someone said, well, let's try and approach the real Banksy. So we managed to find a sort of go-between. He came over the fence one night. We didn't wow. see him. I've still not met him. He put this Banksy on the wall and we kept it hidden for about six or seven weeks and then one morning I went to Chris Walken and said you're going to paint over a Banksy today. This has been the Smart 7. Wherever you're listening, do us a favour and hit the follow button. We'll be back tomorrow at 7am. Have a great day.
published by Daft Doris.